when session, the opening prayer will be given by Senior Pastor Jim Wood, First Presbyterian Church. And please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Welcome, Pastor Wood. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and the gift and the blessing that it is to us. And we thank you for the privilege that we have to live in this fair city. And we pray that you would be with our leaders as they seek discernment and they seek to guide and to serve. As one of your prophets reminds us, true compassion is more than flinging a coin to a beggar. It understands that an edifice that produces beggars needs restructuring. And we pray that the structures and strictures that prevent us from being together would be removed and you would bring to us to a unity and a peace as your people. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please call the roll. Ms. Doyle? Here. Ms. Graves? Here. Ms. Johnson? Here. Ms. McClellan? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smeagol? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. The motion is dispensed with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution certifying the closed meeting. I have a resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution, Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, good evening. For the benefit of those who do not regularly attend the City Council meetings, the procedure that we'll take up first is to take up first uh, ceremony items. Next, we'll take up public hearings. In the consent agenda, which will be voted on in a block, any member of the council or the public wishes to discuss an item, that item will be removed from the block and considered separately. Following the consent agenda, we'll take up our regular agenda items in the order as they appear on the docket. Upon the completion of the agenda, we'll take up any new business to come before the council. To address the council, you should have registered to speak in the lobby with the clerk prior to 7 p.m. When your name is called, Please come to the podium, state your name, your home address, and please limit your comments to three minutes. We have one ceremony item. Uh, I'll yield to Mr. Martin Thomas Jr. Thank you. May I go to the podium? Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, Council. My name is Martin Thomas. I reside at 7400. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had the pleasure of attending the American Planning Association's conference in Washington, D.C. this past week on, weekend on advocacy and policy. And it was a great conference, but this morning there was an award ceremony, and Norfolk was lucky enough to be uh, awarded an honor of one of America's greatest neighborhoods, and that was given to Ghent. And so myself and Congressman Bob, Bobby Scott were there to accept that honor on our behalf, and I'd just like to show it to you all and present it to the mayor and council. Um, so on 
here is the uh, certificate itself, and I'll pass it around. This was awarded to us, and it says, Great Places in America Neighborhoods. The American Planning Association celebrates excellence in planning. The American Planning Association hereby designates Ghent, Norfolk, Virginia, as one of the Great Places in America 2018. Okay. I'll pass that around. And this is the mock-up of a plaque that will be installed at the end of the Hague footbridge. Um, and this also designates, again, American Planning Association, Great Places in America, Ghent, Norfolk, Virginia. Mr. Mayor. Um, Ms. McClellan. Thank you, Mr. Thomas. Um, I just also wanted to commend uh, the Ghent Neighborhood League, which is a very active civic league, uh, wonderful membership and the leadership there uh, who helped to make this possible as well. So hopefully we'll present this at the next Ghent Neighborhood League meeting. Exactly. Thank you, uh, Mr. Tom Thomas, and uh, thank you, uh, Andrea, for your comments and to all of our uh, residents in the Ghent uh, neighborhood. Thank you. Well done. You make us proud. All right. PH1. Public hearing one scheduled to stay under the state law. Public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments approving a lease agreement with Vessel Craft Coffee LLC for a lease of certain space within city-owned property located at 810 Union Street. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. I have an ordinance approving a lease agreement with Vessel Craft Coffee LLC for the lease of a certain space within city-owned property located at 810 Union Street. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH2. Public hearing two scheduled this day under the state law. Public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments on vacating and releasing to MMAC 150 Norfolk LLC, a utility easement located at 241 Corporate Boulevard in the city of Norfolk. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. I have an ordinance vacating and releasing to MMAC 150 Norfolk LLC a utility easement located at 241 Corporate Boulevard in the city of Norfolk and authorizing the city manager to execute an appropriate deal, deed of vacating and release on behalf of the city of Norfolk. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Page three. Public hearing three scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of the city planning commission for text amendments to the Norfolk zoning ordinance to include provisions that were in the prior zoning ordinance regarding appeals from decisions of the BZA, maximum impervious cover for single family dwellings in the MFNS district and outdoor storage of the BCO, IW and IDW districts to permit a restaurant to have reduced seating by CUP to clarify the terms related to residential dwellings in a mixed use setting, the requirement of a principal use for every accessory structure, the ability of special consideration for fences used for heightened security, and the nonconformity provisions applying to the lots within 10% of the lot area requirements and to define the terms stories. Quite please call the roll. And the Planning Commission recommends approval 6-0. Now I have an ordinance to amend the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance so as to include per provisions that were in the prior zoning ordinance regarding appeals from decisions of the BZA, maximum impervious cover for single-family dwellings 
in the MFNS district and outdoor storage in the BCOIW and IDW districts to permit a restaurant to have reduced seating by CUP, to clarify the terms related to residential dwellings in a mixed-use setting, the requirement of a principal use for every accessory structure, the ability, the availability of special consideration for fences used for heightened security, and the nonconformity provisions applying to lots within 10% of lot area requirements and to define the term stories. Dispense with the charter requirement for even the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. I'm voting aye on this, but I hope that this particular ordinance goes back to something that Terry Wibley had asked for, and I think Tommy, you asked for it also, and some better clarification of all of these acronyms and things of that nature when we're putting these yeah, ordinances agree. together. I mean, this is yeah. difficult for probably C most of us to understand, much less maybe the general public that has no idea and they don't necessarily get the background that we do. So I vote aye. Thank you. Mrs. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH4. Public hearing four scheduled this day under the state law. Public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of the City Planning Commission for a zoning text amendment to section 4.3.3E1I, home occupation of the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance to allow home occupations within the HCWF1, which is the West Freemason Historic and Cultural Conservation Area, and HCWF2, West Freemason Historic and Cultural Conservation Districts to provide on-site service or consultation with customers or clients with a conditional use permit and to clarify performance standards for home occupations, and the Planning Commission recommends approval by 6-0. Please call the roll. I have an ordinance to amend the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance so as to permit home occupations in the HCWF-1 and HCWF-2 West Freemason Historic and Cultural Conservation Districts. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? PH5. PH5 is a public hearing scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of provision pros for A, an amendment to future land use designation in the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, from multifamily corridor to commercial, and B, a rezoning from multifamily neighborhood scale and single family traditional to conditional community commercial on property located at 2807 and 2811 Lafayette Boulevard, 3132 Verdum Avenue and 3133 Marin Avenue and the Planning Commission recommends approval by 6-0. please call the roll. I have two ordinances. I have an ordinance to amend the city's general plan, Plan Norfolk, so as to change the land use designation for properties located at 2807 and 2811 Lafayette Boulevard, 3132 Verdum Avenue and 3133 Marin Avenue from multifamily corridor and commercial. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? I have a question. Um, Mr. Nuka, um, the Civic League? The Civic League voted in favor. This is an older commercial building that's located along Lafayette Boulevard, and it uh, had been rezoned to residential back in 2005 with the intention of trying to limit the amount of commercial uses. Um, the building is two-story brick. It, it sort of needs to be a commercial use. This is a good conditional. They've got landscaping, and the Civic League endorsed it. Yes. 
I, I want to make sure, um, and I know exactly the building that you're referring to. Thank you, Mr. Newcomb. Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH6. Uh, I have one more ordinance, sir, with, Sorry, with this public hearing. An ordinance to rezone properties located at 2807 and 2811 Lafayette Boulevard, 3132 Verdon Avenue, and 3133 Marin Avenue from LMFNS and SFT to Conditional CC District. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH6. PH6 is public hearing scheduled this day under the state law. Public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of Sentara Orthopedic for A, an amendment to the future land use designation in the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, from commercial to institutional, B, a rezoning from community commercial to an institutional campus, and C, a development certificate to permit construction in the institutional campus district with waivers from the setback requirements on property located at 6203 East Virginia Beach Boulevard and the Planning Commission recommends approval. Mr. Clerk. And I have three ordinances for this public hearing. Yes, sir, Mr. Clerk. Six is an ordinance to amend the city's general plan, Plan Norfolk, so as to change the land use designa designation for property located at 6203 to 6229 East Virginia Beach Boulevard and 890 Kempsville Road from commercial to institutional. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Mrs. Doyle? Abstain. Mrs. Graves? Aye. Mrs. Johnson? Aye, and, and so that the citizens will know, this is the old food lion at the corner of uh, Virginia Beach Boulevard and Kentville Road. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. 6A is an ordinance granting a development certificate to permit construction of a new medical office building and parking garage in the INC zoning district with waivers on property located at 6203 to 6229 East Virginia Beach Boulevard and 890 Kempsville Road. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Abstain. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. 6B is an ordinance to rezone property located at 6203 to 6229 East Virginia Beach Boulevard and 890 Kempsville Road from community commercial to institutional campus. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Abstain. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McCullen? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH7. PH7 scheduled this day under the state law. Public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of Equity Development Corporation, the turn, for A, an amendment to the future land use map within Plan Norfolk 2030 from commercial to residential mixed on properties located at 4035 to 4039 East Ocean View Avenue, 9632 to 9657 21st Bay Street, and 9601-22nd Bay Street. B, a change of zoning from community commercial to planned development on portions of properties located at 4035 to 4039 East Ocean View Avenue, 9632 to 9657 21st Bay Street and 9601-22nd Bay Street. C, a change of zoning from residential coastal to planned development on portions of properties located at 9600 to 9624 21st Bay Street, 9601 to 9623 21st Bay Street, 
9548 to 9574 21st Bay Street and 4003 to 4011 Pleasant Avenue, east side of 20th Bay Street. And the Planning Commission recommends approval by 60. All right, uh, Trevor Spears. Mr. Mayor, City Council, thank you. Um, we're very excited, EDC Homes, we're very excited about this project and its genesis from its original concept as a condominium building to uh, what we have now as a 96-unit uh, townhome development with a lot of commercial space. We consider this the most exciting new construction development to be built in Norfolk in over a decade. Our team, team along with the invaluable input from the City Planning Department, uh, Economic Development Department, the City Manager's Office, and especially the East Ocean View Civic League, um, made great efforts including ex to include exciting elements of new urbanism meshed with traditional coastal design and green infrastructure to create the benchmark for all Hampton Road cities to look to as the future of responsible and re resilient development. With already overwhelming interest in our project, we've decided to begin take, taking home reservations at the very beginning of 2019. Not tonight, though. So. <laughs> um, our commitment to Norfolk remains unwavering as we once again are on track to be the most active single-family home builder in the entire city. We are confident over the next couple of years this will prove to be, an exciting, prove to be exciting not only for EDC Homes but for Ocean View and the entire city of Norfolk. Thank you so much for your help and input. Thank you. Mr. Clerk? Yeah, I have two ordinances for this public hearing. One is an ordinance to amend the city's general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, so as to change the city's future land use map for properties located at 4035 to 4039 East Ocean View Avenue, 9632 to 9657 21st Bay Street, and 9601 22nd Bay Street from commercial to residential mix. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Um, I just want to congratulate Tommy. I know you worked hard on this. Um, probably should have happened a long time ago. But um, thanks, Trevor and Nick, for coming out and for all you guys do for the city. Thank you. Vote aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? I just wanted to say thank you to the developers, too. I have not worked with any developers at this level that have involved the community as much in what is going to happen with the project. If we could model that throughout Norfolk, I think everybody up here would be happy with the involvement of the East Ocean View Civic League and planning this out from the very beginning, almost two and a half, three years ago. So. Thank you for working with the community and putting their input in this project. Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. 7A is an ordinance to rezone property located at 4035 to 4039 East Ocean View Avenue, 9632 to 9657 21st Bay Street, 9601 22nd Bay Street, 9600 to 9624 21st Bay Street, 9601 to 9623 21st Bay Street, 9548 to 9574 21st Bay Street, 4003 to 4011 Pleasant Avenue and a parcel having GPIN 15506588894 from community to commercial to residential coastal to P PD district name, the turn. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R8? Public hearing eight scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments authorizing the conveyance to Gary and Eva Yalite of a certain parcel of property located at 219 Filbert Street for a total sum of $10,000 in accordance with the terms and conditions of the conveyance agreement. 
Clerk, call the roll. I have an ordinance authorizing the conveyance to Gary and Ava Yalaiti of a certain parcel of property located at 219 Filbert Street for the total sum of $10,000 in accordance with the terms and conditions of the covenants agreement, conveyance agreement, sorry, at a, a, authorizing the release of the city's right of the city's reverted upon certain conditions. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? No. Okay. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Okay. PH9. PH9, public hearing scheduled this day under the state law, public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments approving the, an amendment to lease agreement between the city of Norfolk and Norfolk State University Research and Innovation Foundation Incorporated for the premises located at 520 East Main Street. I have an ordinance approving an amendment to the lease agreement between the City of Norfolk and Norfolk State University Research and Innovation Foundation Incorporated for the premises located at 520 East Main Street. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Ms. Derick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, C1 through C8 will be considered in a block. Okay. Approve the consent agenda and the, uh, for the reading and the ordinance is adopted. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R1? R1 is a resolution to establish a reserve fund for the repair or replacement of PVC pipe manufactured by JM Manufacturing Company. Mm -hmm. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Okay. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McCullen? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R2? R2 is an ordinance approving an amendment to agreement among the City of Norfolk, Old Dominion University, and the School Board of the City of Norfolk, and authorizing the City Manager to execute an amendment to the agreement on behalf of the City of Norfolk. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Yeah, I have a question on this okay. one. Okay. Mr. Riddick? Yeah. Uh, in this ordinance, it says that after maybe 20 years that this property, this is Powhatan Field, I believe, mm -hmm. and that this property will be uh, given to Old Dominion University. That's what I can't understand. Uh, Mr. Manager. Yeah. So you're, uh, this is actually an amendment to the original agreement, and that mm -hmm. was the deal. Uh, that was uh, executed at the at the uh, origination of this, and mm -hmm. so when we got to the end of the useful life of Powhatan Field, um, Old Dominion simply wanted to uh, maintain their rights to the property as to as opposed to taking possession now. So that's always been the, the deal that when mm -hmm. the debt was um, retired, that they would take possession. And if you remember, this was all wrapped up with the two or three other projects on Forty Third Street and some different places. Yeah, there was a lot of property that the city of Norfolk relinquished to ODU for a practice field. So. Anyway, it was just confusing to me sure. that we, uh, at the end of maybe 20 years from now, we were given that property. Okay, I'm good. Mrs. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? As a proud alumni, I want to congratulate ODU on their win over Virginia Tech, and I vote aye. <laughs> Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. 
Mr. Clerk, R3. R3 is an ordinance approving a right of entry agreement permitting Tidewater Communications LLC to go upon and use the property located at 1000 East Indian River Road for the purpose of accessing and maintaining their transmission facilities. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. And I have a couple of additional. Clerk, right on. I'd like to confirm the appointment of Gene G. Hopkins as Deputy City Clerk Secretary, effective August 13, 2018. Ms. Doyle. Can you repeat that again? I'd like to confirm the appointment of Gene G. Hopkins as Deputy City Clerk Secretary, effective August 13, 2018. Aye. Thank you. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Welcome to Team Norfolk. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. One last item, which is an ordinance setting salary, benefit, and duties of Tammy Dantzler as interim city auditor effective September 11, 2018, and until the commencement of a new city auditor. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Welcome to Team Norfolk. Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. That's all I have, Mr. President. Thank you. Uh, we're going to move into our new business. When your name is called, please come to the podium, state your name, your home address, and please limit your remarks to three minutes. The first is Charlene Christopher. Good evening, Mayor and members of Council. I am Charlene Christopher. I reside at 200 Maryland Avenue, Norfolk, Virginia, and I'm pleased to be here tonight just to give you an update on the Hampton Roads Community Action Program. I have our annual report for you, so it is a very quick report. Uh, our mission is to improve lives by providing optimum services and mobilizing resources that strengthen our communities. In this past year, Hampton Roads Community Action Program has increased collaborations and partnerships, recognizing the significant challenges across the community, combining efforts with city government, business, and other community organizations has proven to be an effective mechanism for positive change. We are extremely proud of these efforts and pledge to grow these relationships. We expanded programs for veterans, contribute to the statewide reduction of recidivism and fought homelessness through our Virginia CARES program. Additionally, HRCAP focused on developing the technology capacity to better serve internal and external customers. And I have for you a copy of our annual report, and I'm sorry that I'm late getting here with it, but uh, better late than never. Thank you very Thank much you, for Charlie. all that you did at um, St. Mary's in helping our Head Start program. We're excited with the program and more, more exciting are the children who are having a safe playground to play with and they're very thankful. So thank you for all that you do and have a good evening. Thank you. Uh, Randy Ferrero. With Linda Hester. The grocery girls. The grocery girls, yeah. <laughs> Good evening, Mayor Alexandra and City Council members. Um, we are the Grocery Girls. Um, I'm Linda Hester. And I'm Randy Ferreira. 
I live at 215 Brook Avenue, 301. And I look, live at 215 Brook Avenue, 702. I wanted to thank many of you I've already met with, and we hope to meet with the rest of you after tonight. Our original plan was to come here and just introduce ourselves and our movement. But thanks to social media, the Virginia Pilot, Channel 3 and Channel 13, they've done that for us. Um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> we have one main goal. We want to be a grassroots movement to give the city new momentum in attracting grocers to really look at downtown for their next urban store. We know how much the city has put in time the city has already put into this. Our efforts are intended to create a buzz and attention among the citizens, the retail grocers, and new real estate and their real estate representatives. Since we launched on Facebook, we have four things happening simultaneously since the 13th of September. We now have 875 followers when I left home this evening. We have reached over 10,000 people who have visited the Facebook site, and there have been nearly 3,500 interactions, which are comments, shares, likes and others. We want to educate our citizens to provide articles, research, and shared insights among the followers. Over the past weekend, followers started sending their own comments and zip codes to real estate sites for both large and well-known urban-sized grocers in, in Virginia and D.C. and North Carolina. We want to make this fun. We want to increase the movement's popularity by engaging our followers. We have received numerous um, requests from the followers to participate in this. So we're going to soon put together a focus group to help create a campaign to increase visibility among the residents and the storefronts on the streets of downtown. We want to con continue to attract followers through the three social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and entice print and broadcast media to continue to cover our movement. Right now, we seem to be fi firing on all cylinders, and this is just the beginning. <clears throat> we hope that you all are following us and, uh, in order to see what the chatter is all about. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Charles Sullivan. City Council. My name is Charles Sullivan. I've been a resident of the Tidewater area since 1975. Growing up in the Indian River section of Chesapeake, downtown Norfolk has been my backyard. I sang for people who sat on this council when I was a child at Disciples of Christ, which used to be behind Maury High School. Former Norfolk judge Charles Cloud and his family, one-time owners of the carriage house, taught my sister and I sign language. The late Judge Lawless watched my siblings and I grow up at Emmanuel Episcopal, where my father has directed music and played the organ. I've had my troubles in the past, and I have repaid my debt to society and constantly worked to improve all aspects of my life. I have also made multiple contributions to this area, including most re recently being a key player in the opening of grain in the main, the Hilton on Main Street.
I did the opening of the main after state and city, uh, city officials in the city of Norfolk destroyed my family for the specific reasons of quieting my complaints. The individuals involved did not appreciate my complaints of mistakes made and inappropriate behavior on the part of certain individuals and groups. I have tried to provide proof which would, which would corroborate my complaints since 2016. I am asking this council to investigate the situations and events that led to city and state officials to act in a manner so unprofessional, unprofessionally, possibly unlawfully, and maybe even criminally. These are groups and individuals within the city who are doing more harm than good in the name of bureaucracy and budget. My family's due process has been violated and broken because I exercised free speech and demanded for fair and equal treatment. This is no secret. I'm doing what I need to do on my end to hold the individuals and groups responsible and accept culpability for their actions. I am asking this council to do what it can do, the things out of my reach, the things others are responsible to implement. I plead before this council to involve yourselves in seeing the individuals and groups are held accountable for any such behaviors and actions before mentioned. Thank you in event for your attention to this matter. Y'all have a great evening. Uh, uh, Cicero Kapoor. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Cesar Caprio. I live in 9634 24th Bay Street. Um, there's going to be a vote for the city council, I believe, this coming Thursday on a brewery going at the corner of Pretty Lake and uh, Ocean Drive. Uh, there's a gas station there that does car repair. That place is the only place that people can get their cars fixed on that peninsula. Um, I've driven the area. The other closest area is up in, uh, on Little Creek. Um, so most people who have new cars bring their cars to be fixed at other dealerships. Uh, people who live in that area who do not have the ability to afford AAA have really no place to get their cars fixed. I understand the building is for sale. And so I, I think just consider once that car shop goes away, all the people in Ocean View, East Ocean View, who do not have the ability to go to get their cars towed are going to be uh, kind of in a, a, a bum situation. I've used the place a number of times. Uh, a lot of nails in our neighborhood in East Beach because of construction. Uh, I've talked to the people who get their cars serviced there. Yeah, there's a 10-year lease. I looked at buying the building several years ago with buddies of mine from Northern Virginia uh, we chose not to do that so just consider if that car shop goes away there's nothing within Ocean View at all so thank you for your time thank you and Mr. Kepper just to clarify that um, is going to be not this Thursday it's that, that's going before planning commission okay, thank you so it will go to us in about a month maybe uh, about a month. Okay, uh, thank you. It, so. And, and um, also, you might want to talk to the East Ocean View Civic League. Um, I, I attended all those yeah. meetings. Okay. I think I think brew pubs are a, are a fad. That's my personal opinion. And so people want that, which is great. In five years when it goes under. So there's a number of, uh, my wife and I took a, like a Sunday drive. We went by a very large brew pub in East 
I guess, in Virginia Beach that went under. A firm from California came in, built, I think, 45, 50,000 square feet. I'm a chemical engineer. I did distillation as a graduate project. It's, it's fun to make beer. It's even more fun to make hard liquor. Um, <laughs> the problem is it, it may not last. And so that business went under. Uh, I'm not quite sure how long this will last. It's a fad. And so uh, do what you think best in the overall master plan. Thank you. Mr. Riddick? Yeah. Uh, under full disclosure, Caesar and I swim in the morning. And this guy, this guy can swim. Oh. I mean, this guy can swim, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that he, you know, he retired, uh, lived up in Northern Virginia, came to this area, decided to live in Norfolk versus Virginia Beach. And uh, I'm glad that he's here in Norfolk, and he's a, he's a good addition to our community. Okay. Uh, Tracy Verney. <laughs> Good evening, Mayor and Council Members. My name is Tracy Brune, and I reside at 912 LaCove Drive in Virginia Beach. I am speaking to you as a volunteer and a supporter of Knock and Friends of Knock since 2009. I didn't come tonight to speak for the animals. I came to speak for the people who represent those animals. And when it comes down to it, they are the largest resource at your disposal, and they're the most at risk. You as council members understand the large divide that exists among animal wel welfare advocates in Hampton Roads. I would ask that as the elected leadership of Norfolk, you recognize this divide and try to act as a bridge. For years, those who do not support the open admission philosophy of NAC has spent a great deal of time and effort blaming and shaming fellow citizens who do. And it is an effective tactic for turning people away from NAC, and it is the least effective in helping the companion animals of our community. I would urge you to give some measure of care and respect as you move through this decision process, especially to the paid shelter workers in the city you lead. And if you have not been to NAC, I would urge you to take the time to visit and to get to know the people who call this place home. They are worth your trust and your time. If you as city leaders could spare a kind word for a staff member, praise a volunteer, or a simple recommendation to consider NAC as a source of pet adoption, you should. Such small shows of support have a tremendous impact on morale, and what's even better, they don't cost the city a thing. Despite what you may have heard or read online, our staff, our volunteers, and supporters want nothing more than for this place to succeed. So many of them are here tonight representing every facet of NAC from fundraising to caretaking. They are the volunteers who foster kittens in their spare bedrooms, organize shelter supply drives at their children's schools, table at our fundraising events, and donate regularly to our nonprofit. They are the staff who bring home their work, whether it's a dog recuperating from surgery, a cat with severe upper respiratory, or a rabbit about to give birth, and they share our stories. They share the sad and the triumphant. They encourage adoption and spay-neuter, and they educate their fellow citizens in a way no amount of marketing ever could. They do all of this without a great deal of moral support from the city they serve. What is keeping them going right now is not just the animals in their care, but true and abiding friendship. The friendships formed at NAC are the brick and the mortar that hold our worn out but beloved building together. The loyalty forged at NAC 
in the face of limited resources and public criticism, it was is what drives them forward as a team to keep succeeding, to keep improving, and to keep trying. Tearing down people doesn't further the shared objective of seeing a better future for the companion animals of this community. When we focus on personalities, we lose resources, we lose common ground, and we lose our way. You need to be able to see these people, value what they do, and let them have a place at the table. Thank, Thank you for, for your time. Timmy uh, Dotson. Good evening. My name is Tammy Dotson, and I live at 229 West Butte Street. I am speaking for the Friends of the Norfolk Animal Care Center organization, which is the fundraising arm of that, of that group. Our mission is to support NAC in sheltering and caring for Norfolk's homeless animals, to promote adoptions, to assist with medical care, to support spay and neuter in the community, and to educate the public about responsible pet ownership. We wish to share our grave concerns for the continued success of NAC the care and commitment to the city's animals, and the current need for strong professional leadership. We have cultivated a true partnership with the NAC staff. Together, we have grown in sustainable programs supported by our funds, grown in volunteers, community partnerships, and donor dollars. The NAC strategic, plan, the NAC strategic plan's vision is to ensure the welfare of companion animals through our commitment to achieve positive outcomes for 100% of the healthy and treatable animals received each year. Because of health and behavioral issues, not all animals are adoptable or safely transferable. Therefore, the word adoptable should be added to this vision statement. There is also the need for, adequate for an adequate facility and enough volunteers and staff to maintain the health of the animals that come to the open admission shelter. NAC has the capacity to house 160 dogs and cats, the lowest housing capacity of all Southside public shelters and its yearly intake is second only to Virginia Beach, which has a housing capacity of 300 dogs and cats. An adequate number of trained staff and a healthy environment are essential to cleanliness, care, addressing special needs, and a successful shelter. This will take resources as well as commitment from the city. Community trust in NAC's sincere interest in animals' welfare, high standards, and positive responsible approach to animal placement has been the solid base for our fundraising. Our supporters understand the importance of open admission uh, sheltering. These attributes of, have supported Friends of NAC's increasing fundraising success. In two, 2017, we assisted 1,369 animals directly with close to $100,000 in funding. With the extensive social media presence and reach of more than 20,000 followers, we raised more than $13,000 in a single day on the Give Local 757 campaign. We are beginning to lose donors, sponsors, and volunteers as this trust is being questioned due to recent city decisions. A thriving professional well-managed NAC is essential to building sponsor and community support. The animals in NAC's care are the top priority. Characteristics of past NAC leadership should be central to any new leadership. These include establishing community trust through actions, exhibiting responsible professional management, building partnerships with agencies, putting animal welfare first, understanding and wisely using marketing and social media, mentoring and attracting excellent staff, and exhibiting genuine knowledge, <coughs> drive, and compassion. Thank you. Jerry Fowler. Jerry. Foley. Foley. Thank you, Council. My name is Jerry Foley. I live at 3130 East Ocean View Avenue in Norfolk. 
I've known some of you many, many years. I have history with the council going all the way back to high school with Paul Frame. Those of you who do know me will attest to my passion and tenacity when it comes to animals and their well-being. As a former old school Marine, we were not schooled in the niceties of tack and diplomacy, but rather being straightforward and above all, do what's right. Stephen Jobs has been famously quoted as saying, we do not hire smart people and tell them what to do. We hire smart people, they tell us what to do. Nine years ago, the city of Norfolk did that very thing by hiring a very seasoned, smart person in Barb Hayes. She turned Knack around and made a shelter that the city had every right to be proud of. Somewhere along the line, the city of Norfolk started listening to so-called advocates who were well-funded, loud, and relentless, but have no idea what it takes to run an animal shelter. I served with some of these people, including Deborah Griggs, on the now defunct City of Norfolk Animal Advisory Board. The board was abolished when it was all too obvious that the main focus of the meetings was to look for ways to have the city fire Barb Hayes. I've been told numerous times by Deborah herself that there's nothing Barb Hayes could ever do that would stop her from pursuing her removal. Thus began the 90% movement. It's a very complex issue, an issue that needs to be thoughtfully discussed, an issue that deals with verifiable current facts the city has gone down this no-kill path without the luxury of hearing all the facts. You've started down a Pollyanna road of support for an unrealistic unre platitude, no kill. You have not done your due diligence. This movement is being driven by people who have never run a shelter. It's being driven by people who have a hidden agenda of hate and vindictiveness. It's being driven by people who have never worked or volunteered at NAC to see firsthand what goes on. Yes, we can strive to do better. It will require strong leadership at the shelter level, which you had prior to firing Barb Hayes. It will require more resources from the city. It will require civil discourse, utilizing the current verifiable facts and figures to craft a doable graduated project plan to accomplish this goal. You have already heard or will hear and read the heartfelt outpourings of support that Barb Hayes has in Norfolk and surrounding areas and surrounding cities. You will undoubtedly hear more of this as this issue drags on and festers. With that in mind, I'd like to close with this thought from former Marine Corps Commandant General Victor Krulak. Quote, making a mistake is a learning process. Not correcting that mistake is a sign of cowardice. End of quote. You made a mistake by terminating Barb Hayes. Bring her back. Do an Etch-A-Sketch reboot. Let's get this strategic plan going and save more animals. Thank you. Uh, Jennifer Rinnekamp. Jennifer. Jennifer Rinnekamp. Good evening. My name is Jennifer Rinnekamp, and I reside at 1303 Stamford Drive. I have been a volunteer and foster at NAC for nine years. Stamford Drive, where is that? In Virginia Beach. Thank you. Yes, sir. I have been a volunteer and foster at NAC for nine years, and I am here tonight representing the citizens who foster for the shelter. If any fosters are here, would you please stand to be recognized? In 2017, the group that I represent donated nearly 15,000 hours of their collective time to the city of Norfolk. We have serious concerns regarding policy changes that have already occurred and then additional changes that could potentially follow. As fosters, we volunteer our time and our homes to the animal shelter and therefore the community. We come from all walks of life. The vast majority of us have full-time jobs that have nothing to do with animals. 
We are bankers, physicians, realtors, veterans, students, artists, scientists, veterinary professionals, mothers, fathers, and so much more. It is our love for animals that led us here, and it is our love for animals that keeps us at NAC. We are here to save lives, and NAC is the most nurturing environment we have found in which to do that. NAC trusts us with their most vulnerable demographics, mainly neonatal kittens and puppies and animals recovering from injury or disease who have no chance of survival without us. That trust must go both ways. It is an inevitability that if you foster enough, you will have at least one who is just not meant for this world. I have seen staff work miracles and bring animals back from the brink. I also know that many staff members have met fosters at the shelter after hours and even in the middle of the night to humanely euthanize an animal who is suffering. They support us, they mourn with us, and we are all back at work the next day giving the next life a chance. If the professionals at NAC aren't trusted to make those calls in real time and are forced to defer to others who don't have experience and who certainly won't answer their phone in the middle of the night, then I will be hard-pressed to continue to foster. I refuse to watch any of my fosters suffer because of fear of not reaching an arbitrarily established save rate. We are also concerned about any haphazard attempt to increase our save rate by simply moving animals into foster homes without ensuring proportional adoption opportunities. Doing so will simply create an ever-growing backlog of animals for which the city is ultimately responsible. NAC has consistently recruited more fosters year after year and would love to see the program grow even further. In March of this year, NAC hosted a presentation by nationally renowned kitten lady Hannah Shaw, hoping to educate and recruit more fosters. However, if NAC is forced to put more animals into foster homes without the necessary resources, then the growth will be neither safe nor sustainable. There is not an official foster coordinator position, nor does the city fund the program. The program is currently a shared responsibility among staff and funding comes solely from the Friends of NAC. If council and administration are adamant about making changes at NAC, they must first ensure all necessary resources are in place. And we encourage city leaders to speak with those of us who serve Norfolk's animals and its citizens on a daily basis before further resolutions are considered. Kimberly Shirley. Kimberly Shirley. Good evening, Mayor Alexander and Council. My name is Kimberly Sherlaw, and I reside at 4414 Newport Avenue. I am the executive director of the Norfolk SPCA, and I'm here representing the Norfolk SPCA, the Virginia Beach SPCA, the Chesapeake Humane Society, and PETA. Would people present here tonight representing those organizations please stand up? I was personally involved in the crisis response efforts to the 2007 tragedy when because of pressure from the same no-kill advocates, conditions at NAC became so severely crowded and deplorable that animals were deprived of basic necessities and allowed to suffer and die in filthy cages. The city came close to being fined by the Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. During the response efforts, we as an organization sent staff to provide daily cleaning, feeding, and exercise to the animals at NAC. On August 30th, we reached out to you with a joint letter explaining that our organizations regularly collaborate with NAC and each other, including the development and implementation of adoption and outreach events, animal transfer and transport, volunteer opportunities, and the sharing of in-kind resources. We asked you to keep in mind that any change in NAC policies will have a significant impact on our organization, as well as we communicated to you that we would be happy and eager to meet with counsel and assist. We requested any opportunity to present before you but have not received an official response to those communications. Scarcely a week later, 
a no-kill directive for NAC was in the works. The shelters represented here tonight implore you, please do not act without informed guidance from qualified and experienced shelter professionals in the Hampton Roads region. You rely solely on outside influences and you will walk a dangerous path fraught with risk to our citizens and animals and liability ultimately for the city. As you saw in the pilot article over the weekend, animals have already suffered and died because of a rushed SOP handed down by NAC and the city manager's office. This so-called SOP does not represent the animals or our community's best interest, and we ask you to rescind it without delay. I would like to share with you our joint statement regarding Barbara Hayes, with whom our shelters have all closely worked. Barbara Hayes is a passionate and committed leader who mentored, supported, and engaged her team and volunteers at the Norfolk Animal Care and Adoption Center. Over the last nine years, she played an integral role in raising the standard of care and the image of the shelter. Through her strong sense of community, she put NAC and the animals that they cared for at the plight, um, in the plight of homeless animals in the forefront of people's mind. Her passion and exceptional photography skills alone captured the spirit of each animal, gardening, garnering a loyal Facebook fan base, eager to share NAC's posts, which led to increased exposure and adoptions and financial support for the shelter. She was a pillar of the animal shelter and community in Hampton Roads. Can you bring it to a close? And her knowledge, expertise, and decades of experience with animal welfare have strengthened the center beyond any previous capacity. Thank you. Thank you. Bryce? Uh, Bryce Streach. My name is Bryce Stretch and I reside at 3805 Latimer Circle. Uh, I've been an animal caretaker at Norfolk Animal Care Center for over three years. I've come before council today on behalf of the NAC staff regarding the new euthanasia SOP and the termination of our bureau manager, Barb Hayes. I can speak for the entire staff in saying that our goal is to place 100% of healthy, treatable, and behaviorally sound animals, a goal promoted by Barb ever since her arrival in 2009. Since I've been with the shelter, I've seen annual increases in community customers, public support, and our live release rate. What I haven't seen, however, are fur comparisons to other shelters. When, when McKenna Yarborough presented in front of council on August 28th, she drew comparisons between NAC and the old Lynchburg Humane Society. Ms. Yarborough also stated that Norfolk could reach 90 percent in its current facility. What you didn't hear is that Ms. Yarborough enjoyed two to three times the care capacity at Old Lynchburg Humane that is available to NAC. For NAC to have the same care capacity would need a shelter capacity of 36, 36, 360 or an annual intake of 2,400. As it currently stands, average annual intake is approximately 5,400 and our capacity is 160. NAC's care capacity is the biggest obstacle to higher save rates. Implementing a new policy where staff needs to ask permission before euthanizing an animal or create overcrowded conditions, increase illness, and compromise staff and volunteer safety. It also dismisses the collective expertise of those who interact with these animals on a daily basis. We see the best, the worst, and the most dangerous behaviors. We listen to our customers and we work to ensure their safety. With Barb Hayes' termination, Norfolk leaders also eliminated the shelter's marketing and promotional efforts in their entirety. Barb was a hands-on manager. Her, her photography and writing skills fueled years of customer growth and increased community support. Without such robust promotion, shelter animals will likely stay longer and will only increase their chances of euthanasia. 
For us, this is not simply a job. It is a call to public service for the most vulnerable in our community, but it is also to our citizens. No one understood or promoted the balance between the two better than Barb Hayes. No one person on our staff comes to work wanting to euthanize animals, but I can speak for all of us when I say that our staff cares tremendously about the mental health and physical health of the animals as well as public safety. As animal care professionals, we are not interested in risking community safety by shifting a behaviorally unsound animal into an adoptable category for the sake of a percentage point. In conclusion, we feel recent decisions of Norfolk City leaders have been ill-informed and we will likely have long-lasting negative impacts on the Animal Care Center. As professionals, we continue to provide the very best animal care and customer service possible despite the city's recent decisions. It is our hope that city leaders will give NAC staff an equal voice before implementing any other further changes. Thank you. Kenneth, Kenneth Van Hook. Good evening. My name is Kenneth Van Hook and I represent the volunteers of the Norfolk Animal Care and Adoption Center. Can you state your address, sir? Uh, 127 Orleans Circle, Thank Norfolk, you. Virginia. Thank you. My wife and I have been volunteering at the Norfolk Animal Care Center for over three years. We know what goes on there, and we know the people who work there. And we've seen this shelter administration in action, and we have witnessed firsthand the concern and professionalism with which all NACC employees handle the animals. We, the 400-plus volunteers, have profound concerns over the city's recent adoption of the no-kill policy. Yeah. Is a no-kill policy resolution possible without increased resources like a larger, more functionally adequate facility? Is saving more lives even possible without city officials providing funds for more staffing? Is it possible to provide affordable spay and neuter programs for Norfolk citizenry without a city commitment? Is it possible without sustained and dedicated outreach to educate our citizens about basic animal care? Is it possible, without the confidence and trust of the city's leadership toward the administration and staff at NACC to achieve these goals? Resoundingly, the answer is no. We applaud the city council for seeking out ways to help companion animals in Norfolk, but believe that certain misconceptions surrounding the conversation have persisted way too long. Pushing animal policy, pushing through policy without adequate resources is a recipe for disaster and the animals will be the ones who suffer. And what about those animals who are not determined by a specialist to be healthy and treatable? If unsafe animals are adopted into the community, then NACC becomes an unreliable source for adoption, open to liability, and fewer people will turn to the adoptions. It is counterintuitive. The sheltering professionals employed by the city at NACC to make these determinations are dedicated, intelligent people with a vision for animal welfare that coincides with the tenets of the no-kill label. Those in support, please stand. In summary, we the volunteers believe the following. Number one, without appropriate resources, a no-kill is an ill-formed policy. Number two, Housing more animals than the current facility, staffing levels, and resources will allow will lead to overcrowding and the decline in the health and care of animals. Number three, a decline in the physical conditions will lead to staff and volunteer burnout and the loss of interest in citizens who don't want to visit a shelter that is unclean, overcrowded, and unhealthy. Volunteers will fall away. Staff over 
turnover will increase and the public will lose trust in the city's, the shelter's ability to be a safe haven for companion animals. Number five, the city has no business housing animals without appropriate resources. It is inhumane and unethical. Number six, policy must go hand in hand with resources in order to fulfill these goals. My wife and I are monthly contributors to the Friends of NACC. We cannot personally support a shelter whose city's leaders thoughtlessly rush policy ahead of resources. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Bree Hawk. Bree Hawk. Hawk. I apologize. That's fine. <clears throat> My name is Bree Hawk. Um, my mama's address is 1223 Decatur Street. I grew up in Foundation Park, two up, two down. I uh, currently reside in Wilson, North Carolina. Um, I also go, go by the name of uh, Bree the Lesbian. I was a DJ for 16 and a half years here on the radio station 96X. Um, a lot of people ask me still, well, why did you label yourself? Someone had to. I was being called it anyway. Why not call myself that? Why not be that example for that little girl, that little boy that's listening, to know that there's other people like them? And that's how I feel about the Hershey Bar. It's not just a bar. That's, I've been saying that to everyone. And I want you to imagine, like go back to your childhood, the safest place you could imagine being. Maybe your grandparents' house, maybe your best friend's house, wherever, but you feel safe no matter what. And it's a place you can go and you always feel safe and you can be yourself. That's the Hershey Bar to our community. It's not just a bar. Imagine someone coming through, say it's your grandma's house. Imagine going to, to your grandmother's house for a birthday and it's, it's been torn down. It's a parking lot now because it makes the neighborhood better. Um, what it does to me, and I'm actually shaking. I didn't think I would, and I wrote down all these things. None for me to look in here that I can't say to you, you know, face to face. The Hershey Bar means a lot to our community in a sense that without it, we don't have a safe place to go. To hear someone say, you have the LGBTQ nights out at a straight club. We sure do. And we also get harassed at them. We also get beat up and raped. They want to make us a real woman. Show them, you know, what we should like. I know what I love. My God accepts me. Um, you guys are the only ones that can help us here. You didn't go after them for this property. They came to you. You can choose to make a difference in Norfolk, congratulations to Ghent, by the way. If you Google Ghent or Gay Ghent, it's known as Gay Ghent because the population of people that live there is huge. So what does that say about Norfolk to get rid of a 35-year-old establishment? You know, it takes 50 years to be in a historic a landmark. We'll never have one. There's a gay child right now that'll never know a place that's a gay landmark in this town, especially not a bar. It's one of the oldest ones in the country and the oldest one on the East Coast. I personally know kids that have been taken in by the, those people and that have been saved from suicide, from being molested at home. It's more than just a bar. It's more than just a bar. Annette and Billy have done so much for so many people, including myself. You can't go to any straight bar. If you have to label it, there's no straight bar, especially not in Hampton Roads, that you can go to as a person in a band and get to play in front of people with, without knowing if you can play or not. That's the platform they gave us. Say so you're a little boy that loves to drag, dress up and drag. They give them that platform to do it, good or bad. They don't get booed. They can suck, it's horrible, doesn't matter. Because they're allowed to be themselves there. To take that place away will be a travesty. Thank you. Thank you. 
Tommy Edwards. Tommy Edwards. Uh, good evening, Mayor, Council. My name is Tommy Edwards. Um, I reside at 813 Marshall Street, Hampton, Virginia. And I, my sister is a lesbian. I'm the oldest of three kids. Well, four, if you count my 28-year-old brother. Like, my mom got remarried. But um, uh, my sister is a lesbian, if you have to classify it. I'm a homosexual, I'm a gay man myself. And the Hershey bar, like uh, Bree said, is more than just a gay bar. It's a bar, you know, that people do feel safe. It's, you know, an establishment that's been there 35 years and without any major problems. There's bars, you know, that have way more problems that the Hershey bar has and, um, you know, they still exist. And like Bree was saying, and a lot of other supporters, I'm kind of like nervous about it, but, um, uh, it's an establishment, you know, in reality, she's paid rent there for 35 years. She's basically bought the building and for the city to, you know, I understand, you know, development and everything like that, but it is a historic landmark and it is a safe place for, you know, people not to bother you. You know, even in this day and age, 2018, you know, gay is like still a stigma. And so, you know, it would really be an awful thing for, you know, the city, you know, and that doesn't have the money to just open another bar. It would cost a couple hundred thousand dollars to bring it all in. So, you know, I would hope that the city would like take this more seriously and, you know, do something to help her, um, you know, get another bar or something. Because, you know, unless she goes into an establishment that's already got, you know, everything, a kitchen and the whole nine yards, it'll cost, you know, a lot of money. And um, I hope you consider that when, you know, uh, making the this a close. Because it really will affect a lot of people's lives. A lot of people's lives have been born there and, you know, marriages and love out of, you know, the place to, uh, you know, meet people without any hassle. And that's all. Thank you. Uh, Danny Legan. My name is Danny Legan. I reside at 3844 Dare Circle. Uh, I opened the newspaper the other day and read the headlines, Investigation Finds Racist Behavior Ripe in Norfolk Federal Office. I actually thought it was going to say, we saw uh, we find rapist behavior ripe in Norfolk City Council. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, for years now, I have brought up an issue uh, in which racism is totally and completely annoyed uh, or uh, avoided uh, in discussion in this council. Now, I base this on the fact <clears throat> that Certain representatives, for example, have referred uh, to white people as crackers, uh, not only citizens who might challenge him, but he's referred to as housing authority members as crackers. And when sat down and face-to-face and, uh, -face, uh, discussed the issue and said, I do not want you to refer to me as a cracker uh, because you do not want to refer or you won't, do not want me referred referring to you as a nigger because it's just as offensive, it's just as racist, instead of saying, well, 
you know, maybe I shouldn't use that term. Instead, he gave me the definition of a cracker and walked away. Now, also, you know, you have the racism. It's not only pointed at me. You can ask Tommy Smeagol, who at one point uh, asked for Paul Reddick to be censured. Uh, it was not accepted by city council. Uh, they just ignored it because of his behavior. Uh, you look at Mrs. Graves, who in this very chamber was uh, told, in essence, uh, when she wanted to know what she was voted on, uh, basically shut up and follow the black man's lead, uh, which in turn she had to tell Mr. Riddick she had been black since 1972. Uh, you have instance with uh, Mrs. McCullen uh, in the bullying department when she uh, indicated that she might want to discuss the ward system uh, and Mr. Riddick says, well, bring it on, little girl, bring it on. And she immediately says, I, I, I don't want to cause any problems. So you have a, a, a situation and an environment in this very council in which racism uh, is very, very prominent. Bullying is very, very prominent. And the council itself wants to remain silent. In order to bring and, and move this city uh, up to the 20. Uh, 30 uh, point that you said you're going to do in order to make this city a city of one you have to address the issue you have to address it openly and transparently uh, if you do not agree with this you may not be able to stop the individual but you can let the people know we are not racist uh, we do not tolerate bull uh, bullying behavior as we teach our children uh, Mrs. McCullen uh, has addressed the issue uh, uh, to the Hershey bar and says, we do not wish to have you think that we're homophobic, but does she wish you to think that she's racist and uh, uh, afraid of a bully? Letitia Latham. Hello, Mayor and the council. How y'all doing today? My name is Letitia Latham, and I reside at 1354 Kenton Avenue in Norfolk, Virginia. Today, I am here because a 12-year-old was ran over on Friday after leaving the brand new library. He was leaving the library where he was ran over, where a city truck stopped and waved him to come over and a person came behind him and ran him over. Residents say it was a freak accident. His body has not been released to his family yet. I'm here today because not only do we need speed bumps out Broad Creek, not only do we need a stoplight that is 10 blocks from Park Avenue to Ballantyne, 10 blocks. That is a residential area. This boy was leaving the library when he was ran over trying to get knowledge. He wasn't just doing anything. He wasn't doing anything to hurt anybody. He was leaving a library. We need speed bumps out there. We need street lights out there. I don't have any children. I didn't lose a child, but I'm a woman and I can bear life. And anybody that's in here that is a mother that is a woman, that is a parent. They should want a street light. They should want 
bumps so that we live in Broad Creek and Ghent was named the greatest, the most best neighborhood to live. I live in Broad Creek and I would like to have that title in the neighborhood that I live in. I would like that. I would like to have that. I would like to be in Norfolk and to be safe. I would like for the children to be able to go to school and go to the library where they're trying to get knowledge and be able to return home at night. This woman would never see her child. And I do have some people that are here right now. And if y'all could please stand up that are here to support me and to support Norfolk and to support Broad Creek. I have over 300, almost 400 and something signatures on paper and it's in counting online. I have this circulating online. We are here so that something can change. However meetings I need to come to, how many times I need to stand up in front of y'all, I will be here. I'm coming and we need it. Councilor Durham. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.